Welcome back to She Can Talk, the podcast. I am your host, Colleen, a.k.a. Gongly MC. If you want to see what music we're dropping, what freestyles I got going on, or if you just want to book me for a show, or you can go over to Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram. I'm a foodie, so you can check out what we've been eating, what we've been saucing and tossing. I've been going out to a few places lately, so you can check out what we've been eating and drinking over there at Colleen Eat Wings. Or we do have a podcast, um, She Can Talk podcast on Instagram. But just to keep it simple, just go over to the website, doerecords.com, and you can catch up on a little bit of everything, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Or if you want to submit music to the label for consideration, you can go on over to doerecords.com as well. How are you all doing? We are now entering into fall. Well, if you live anywhere but Florida, I should say, you're entering fall. In Florida, I swear I feel like we're entering the second level of summer. I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. But um, yes, y'all, I have been chilling. I can't even lie. I can't even lie. I've been doing a little bit of work, but then I said, you know what? I need a little bit of me time. It's needed. Some family fun. It's needed. So that's what I did. I turned into a big kid for the latter part of the summer. I said, you know what? I'm going to let my hair down. I'm going to go to the beach. So shout out to Caladesi Island. Took a nice little private boat ride over to Caladesi um, Island. Enjoyed it over there. Honeymoon Beach. That's my favorite beach. If you all don't know, if you are in Florida, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, Honeymoon Beach is the shiz nighty. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I take my dog there and people be like, oh, you take your dog there. Can't be. You gotta be raggedy. No, the dog beach is better than some of these, uh, resorts. I'll put it like that. So it's really nice. Um, economically priced for the whole family and if you have your own boat you can launch off from there and go to like Caladesi Island or if you um have like an RV or that type of thing they have like campgrounds there where you can camp literally feet away from the beach so beautiful beautiful atmosphere just tranquil it's much needed if you're trying to like become grounded with nature we do need that we need to come back to ourselves you know become one with nature every now and then because the hustle and bustle of life and just living in these you know in in being in buildings and houses all day with technology and airwaves and radioactivity etc we do need to get out and become one with nature so i will say i enjoyed myself shout out to my fans and friends that came down and visited had a great time you know what I'm saying? And um, I just look forward to more of that. Definitely do. Um, Let me go into some things. This episode, as you can see by the title, I'm not going to spend long talking about food. I'm not going to spend long talking about, you know, what I've done, you know, over the last couple of weeks to months here. I just want to get into it because I've been really thinking and what's been taking me so long with these episodes is I kind of want them to be meaningful. Not kind of, I do. I want them to be meaningful and I want to be saying something. Like I watch a lot of YouTube, you know, YouTubers. I watch a lot of, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of bloggers and, um, you know, after a while, everyone starts to report on the same thing, but it's like, how informative are we really being? How, you know, like what are we taking away from this? Or we just added to, you know, fuel to the bullshit fire. You know, like you see a lot of men versus women, black men versus black women in particular. Not saying I don't see with other races, but it's just maybe because I am a black woman and that's what the algorithms flood my timeline with. But um, you just see a lot of that. Right. And then um, music, you see, even with music, it's like women against men as far as the sound like who has a good sound if you're not you know doing a certain type of thing it's not going to resonate etc right it's like 
come on, I'm over it. I'm freaking tired. But um, that segue that that's a nice segue, I should say, into what I wanted to talk about first is two things. As you can see by the title, is called Rap Chick slash Big Daddy. Right? It's not a man versus woman. It's not a female MC versus a male MC. It's just the music industry that I want to talk about. You know, some people might say, "Hey, you're not qualified to talk about the industry because you don't have connects. You don't do you know collabs with." big ticket item artist and you're not on big tours and festivals so you don't have the right to speak about the music industry but I do I've been in the music industry for over 20 years myself shit honestly probably closer to 25 years you know I've interned with big artists with big producers I've collaborated with artists I wrote for artists, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, help producers with artist development for other artists. So I can um say that, yeah, I understand. I have my own recording studio, my own record label. We're indie, 100% grassroots indie. So it takes us a little bit longer to curate and, and put our product out versus other people that may have larger, you know, back in, bigger budgets, etc. right? I'm not making any excuses about it, though. I'm just telling you where I'm at and give you a little bit of my resume. <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, who know who I am can tell you. And depending on where they know me from, like if they know me from the Bronx, they'll be like, oh yeah, Big Lee, she was on a lot of mixtapes. If you know me from Virginia, you'll be like, oh, Ganga Lee, she was in the Gypsies, all-female hip-hop group. They used to do radio promos for um, the radio station DJs and different, you know, work with different producers in the areas. And we were notorious for for winning all open mic battles like that's how we paid our rent back in the day and um if we if you know me in tampa you would say hey yo she's like an og she comes through she knocked out shows won contests, and um just do my part to contribute to the music community and um you know just be you know appreciate it as well as participate in it you know contribute to it as well as appreciate it so anywhere i go people would know me for one thing I do music, I love music, and I may not be as um, out there as other artists or maybe as I should be more, but I, I'm getting there. It's all good. But all that to say is recently I watched a show that really t spoke to me, spoke to me. Um, it, I could completely relate to it, I should say. It's called Rap Shit on HBO Max, um, produced by Issa Rae and the whole you know, insecure team, which, you know, I love Issa Rae, <laughs> you know, that was one of my bucket lists is to get some sync licensing over there. I'm just going to speak into fruition and put it out into the air. Um, you know, Issa Rae, whatever you want me to do, if you need me to write original songs for a show, I got you, I could do it. I'll hook you up, but, um, good job. I want to send a direct, you know, message to everyone involved over there at Rap Shit. Good job. I love the show. So let me break it down a little bit while about the show. I'm not going to, you know, it's over with as far as like the season's over with. So you can really binge it in a day if you have some time or over a couple of days. Like, you don't have to wait till next week for a new episode. Like you could literally binge it from beginning to end right now. 30 minute episodes. So they're not long. Won't, won't give you a whole work shift of binging. Like you can really do it in a few hours and, you know, and get some insight. So what I will say about the show the premise of the show is about two female MCs, Maya and Shauna out of Miami. Now, everyone said, and I read, you know, the premise of the show prior to it actually being aired was that it was inspired by the city girls, Carisha and JT, 
out of Miami. So it's supposed to be loosely based on their life. And, um, you know, basically they're the steps and the, the, the process it took for them to become city girls and to become who they are today. Right. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing about it. I spoke about another show on here on She Can Talk that I reviewed called Queens, which had Eve, Notori Norton, it had Remy Ma was up there and had a couple of other, you know, female artists that were rappers in a rap group. Now that show, I would say was a good show, but it showed more so like say, the premise of that show was like, hey, this rap group was already successful. They already went on multi-city tours. They already blew up. And then life hit them. You know, one got married. One became, you know, a extreme religious first lady. Another one, you know, just was like, I'm going to do pop folk music. Like, their, their life took different roads, right? So Queens was a show more about after the heightened fame, the success, and more like, they're in the valley now, like they're kind of like off off the peak. They're in the valley. They're housewives. They're first ladies of churches. They're you know single mothers. They're trying to reestablish careers, and some of them have continuing careers that never stopped. Right. So this is after their fame. That's how Queens is set up. Rap shit is different. It's before the fame. It's like hey, two girls post college where they thought, you know, in the years immediately following college, they were going to blow up. They were going to blow up and do music and be on their rightful path. But instead, you know, life hit them. One became a mother. So she had to take care of her child. She had to become grounded in, Hey, I got responsibilities. So she decided to not saying she decided to, but I'm pretty sure she said, Hey, look, I got to get this money. So she started stripping, had an only fans page in addition to doing makeup for like weddings and video vixens and stuff like that. Right. So she was doing her hustle. She had a good hustle going on and, um, she rapped in high school, but once she had her kid and you know, life hit her, she kind of put that to the side. Right. So that was Maya. Maya is the single mother of the group and she's the hustler. Maya, even though she's a single mother, she's the one that everyone knows. She's the one that um, is really popular on Instagram. She's really popular because she has a, you know, multiple client clientele. You know, she has clientele from OnlyFans. She has an exclusive clientele for makeup. You know, then she is just all around party girl so people know her from that you know so she's just a popular girl all right so in her present day life she really wasn't thinking about rapping her her um baby father not her husband but her baby father Lamont who I love him I love um the actor his I, I always jack up his name is either CJ Tyler RJ Tyler or RJ Siler but um he's the dude from the Harder They Fall on Netflix, which I love that um, black Western movie with Regina Hall, excuse me, Regina King in it. And um, he played the young dude that was really trigger happy. And he was like, I'm nice with the bland blands. So that was his famous line. I loved him in that movie. I think I watched that movie several times just because of that character. So literally, he's like my new um, tick 
from Lovecraft Country where I become obsessed with an actor. So I'll watch anything that they're in. I watched Emergency on Netflix because he was in it. Like anything he's in, I'm going to watch it. I haven't got, you know, brought myself to watching Power Rangers, the movie as of yet. But just because he's in it, I just might watch it. I don't know. But anyway, so he plays Lamont. He's Maya's baby's father, but he's also a producer. And he's also an up-and-coming producer, but he's a little bit more in the game than Maya is because he's selling beats, even though his income isn't consistent from the beats or, you know, from his production that he's selling, he still got his foot in the door. He still, you know, spends his work shift in a studio versus like, you know, in an office and, um, he works with prominent artists, but it's just like, you know, with royalties, with payments, he has to wait three to six months. He's not getting his money in a timely manner. So that's where the conflict comes into play with him and Maya. Okay, cool. So then we have Shauna. Shauna is the other girl in the group, in the female rap group with Maya. She is, um, college graduate. She works at a hotel She's basically not at a good point in her life where, for example, her boyfriend, he's in college or he's in law school or whatever. He's in New York and he's his whole goal is to be a politician. So he has his career path laid out and he's basically living his his truth. He's in school. He's in a political group. You know, he he's basically living his whole life preparing to be a politician. And he expects Shauna, his longtime girlfriend, his college sweetheart, to be his first lady on this journey. And he expects her to support him. Now, as she's getting older, as she's becoming more in tune with what she wants to be in life and what she wants to do, she realizes that music is it and not being a wife and not being the first lady. And she's realizing like, you know, maybe I don't want to be Cliff's first, first lady. That's her boyfriend's name. Maybe I don't want to move to New York and put my dreams on hold to be a part, to be a supporting actress in your dream or your play, right? So she's fighting hard to do music, but um, in the meantime, she has to work because, hello, we all have to work. We got to pay bills, et cetera. And if you're not rich or, you know, she hasn't quite reached city girl status yet, so she has to work. She worked at a hotel, which brings in the double layers of the story. So I already gave you Maya's story, which was she's the baby mother. She's an um, OnlyFans star. Her, you know, her child's father is a producer. They kind of really don't get along because of finances, etc. Um, Sean, on the other hand, single. Well, she has a boyfriend, but is a long distance relationship. She has roommates because she really can't afford to live by herself. She works a job that she scams that she runs credit card scams at with her homie, her coworker, because that's what she's using to a fund her life because she has student loans and bills, plus also to give her the extra income to buy studio equipment. Now, I feel seen. I never did no scams or nothing like that. But I can relate to Maya in this, excuse me, Shauna in this part. Um, after college, right, I was in a rap group. The rap group, we, we did a lot of stuff. We, we opened up for a lot of people. We were in a lot of, you know, very um, big rooms with some big opportunities in front of us, right? But being young, not knowing, not fully educated on the business and not having the right people in your ear to tell you the right thing, some things kind of fell by the wayside, right? So 
after college, after those experiences. And oh, I forgot to tell you, Shauna also after college worked with a producer that she knew for years. And, you know, she was full throttle in like, this is, we're going to make music together. We're going to blow up together. The guy was a producer. He's blowing up. He's making music for other people. And he's telling Shauna, Hey, look, your style is cool, but if you really want to make it, we got to kind of tweak your style. She's like, no, you know, black power, positivity, women, boom, boom, boom. So her stance was so strong on what she wanted to represent musically that, you know, kind of had a falling out with her producer and he went elsewhere. So present day, now she works at the hotel and she's looking on Instagram and she sees her producer. He's actually working with a, a, a white girl that's a rapper. And, you know, that's kind of like, you know, I don't want to um, put it and say it's any one particular rapper. But if I had to pick a combination to say, I would say Tay Money Duh, um, Iggy Azalea, for sure. It's like gives me a combination of this character now is it them for sure no I just think it's like a a caricature of a type of female rapper right like you know the white girl that acts black that you know all the guys love she goes viral because she's more black acting so he started working with her and she's like oh she's not even black blah 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 and you know so she gets upset about that because you know she's a black woman and she's representing being a queen and being a sister and being respectful and how are you gonna not like me and I'm here to tell you I've been there, whereas, you know, you're working with producers and um, you're working with other artists and you're trying to bring your vision to the table like, yo, this is me, like, this is how I represent. And they're like, nah, you need to give me more Little Kim or give me more Nicki Minaj or give me more Cardi B. And I'm like, why can't there be a happy medium? Why can't we have Cardi B in heels and Gongoli in sneakers? Like, why does it have to be everyone's pussy print out, you know? Now, so I used to be like that, like fighting against the grain and fighting against, you know, all of that and standing on my political soapbox like, yes. So seeing Shauna in that light, I was like, oh, man, I feel seen. Someone understands my plight. But as I watched the entire show, because I'm not going to give you episode by episode because I want to split this hour into two. So I want to kind of keep it brief. It's two topics I want to touch on here. <clears throat> but as I watched the show, I started to like Maya more and Shauna less. Okay. Maya more because Maya had an open mind when it came to being creative. Right. She was like, let's have fun. Like, why, you know, why are you putting this Afro wig on and this mask like Wakanda and a hoodie in Florida in 90 degree weather to hide your body from the male gaze? Because that's what um, Shauna always said. And Maya's like, yo, let's have fun. Like, show off your body. It's a hot girl summer. Like, what are you doing? Why are you why are you like this? And you're doing this for these same niggas that don't even give a fuck about you. They're not going to buy your music. They're not supporting you. And they want you to do that and be basically like the mammy of rap. But then after that, they're going to go on and they're going to support Cardi B. They're going to be at Cardi B's show. They're going to be at, you know, um, Megan Thee Stallion's concert. The sexy chick is going to, that's who they're going to highlight. So why are you suppressing your sexy and suppressing the woman that you are to hold up an image that niggas don't even fuck with anyway, right? And I'm just paraphrasing, you know. But when she said that in that moment, it was almost like she said it to me. I was like, wow, I needed to hear that, you know. Like, don't get me wrong. Over the years, 
I definitely experiment with music and I definitely believe that um, I don't really fall into any type of category. I think that could be a little bit of my handicap too when it comes to music is because I don't fall into a category. I really just do music based on how I'm feeling, you know? So if I get a beat I'm a, and I get beats daily and I, and I thank God for the, for those blessings. And I thank every producer that thinks of me and sends me beats. So from my mouth to your ears, thank you. I love you and I appreciate it. And even if I don't get to every beat right away, because some days do feel overwhelmed, <laughs> I will get to every beat eventually and we will make magic. But, you know, so when you get all this stuff, you know, and you're sitting here, I don't really look at like, okay, I need to make a, a song about Rosa Parks. That's an inside joke. If you watch the show, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, or like, I need to make a song about, um, you know, women being covered up. You know, I need to make a song about black women being the righteous queens we are, you know, it's soapbox music, you know, soapbox music, standing on your soapbox, right? And um, I don't really make a lot of music like that. Like if you really listen to my, my um, stuff, I don't make a lot of music like that. But I think the way I look made a lot of people think that's how I am. I have dreads. Well, I had dreads. Just so in case you guys don't know, I no longer have locks. You know, I've been through a, a um, and I'm going to do a whole episode about that too, but just to briefly touch on it, I've been through a spiritual and emotional growth, you know, an intellectual growth, a spiritual growth um, over the last two years, right? And things that has happened to me and the way I've approached them or the way I've responded to them, let me know that I cannot continue to respond to it the same way. So I had to like say, you know, I got to start making changes within myself. I started internally first, making changes within myself. Then when I started to feel different, I said, you know what, I want to look different. So to reflect, I want my outside to reflect my inside. So I changed my hair up, nothing major. I mean, as you get older, especially women, as we get older, we want to change up our style and our look and just see what's going on. You know, shout out to Hubby Colossal because he be like, every day is a new adventure with you in this head. But um, I have fun with it and I, I'm enjoying it. But all that to say is a spiritual growth. Not to go there, but I went off to the left. She can talk the podcast. That's what I do. But bring it back, right? Um, As I was watching the episode, like I was saying, and watching this, this, the show as it went on. I started to realize, like, I don't want to be like Shauna. And even though I initially felt like I resonated with her in the beginning, I kind of felt more resonation towards um, Maya towards the end of the show. Also, Duke, which is Chastity, who ended up becoming the manager, right, of the group. And, um, but don't get me wrong. I've seen a lot of myself in Shauna. And that, you know how they say... When, some, when you hold a mirror up to yourself or if someone else holds the mirror up to you, you can kind of start to see your flaws, you know? It's like you could think you look pretty and everybody be like, mm, but you got that big-ass pimple on your forehead, right? And then you thinking you're pretty until you go into the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, my God. So I had this big-ass pimple with, you know, about to pop in the middle of my forehead and no one said anything because the demeanor that you put forth would make people say, you know what, I don't want to. She got it. She'll figure out about the pimple on her own, right? So um, that type of demeanor, I kind of felt it from Shauna. I felt like Shauna held up a mirror to me. I'm going to tell you which parts. So definitely the part when it was a scene in there where she, you know, watched a girl, the white rapper girl, 
on YouTube or whatever. She had like 5 million views. So she gets pissed off like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then know that her producer was working with this girl blowing her up. So she goes home and she did a, a Facebook rant or Instagram rant like, yo, I quit. I'm not doing no more fucking music. Y'all, y'all want these bitches that just sell their pussy, 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 pussy. I'm not that. I'm not doing music. Y'all don't want me. Why the fuck do I rap? You know, I feel like at some point in time, all us female MCs, regardless if you push sexy, if you push intellect, if you push wokeness, whatever, you know, if you just have a good time and party. I think all of us at some point in time broke down and said, fuck this shit, I quit, you know, because of the frustration, just the lack of being heard, the lack of recognition, whatever it could be, right? So I felt that. And I was like, that's me. I feel seen. Colossus was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really... I don't know if this one, I like this one. Yeah, I'm still watching. You know, he was up in the air. He wasn't like, yeah, you know, this one or that one. He was like, okay, whatever. I'm like off the rip. Like, this is me. That's me. I feel her. Until she started doing scammy shit. Like, I'm not a scammer. I'm not a scamming person because I am sensitive about my funds. When you've been broke, when you've been downtrodden, and then you've come out of that and you worked your way up out of that. You take pride in what you got. You know what I'm saying? So I would never, ever want, because people work hard for their money. I, myself included. So never that. So the scam shit, I was like, I don't, that's not cool. But in reality, that's really JT. JT from the City Girls went to jail for scamming, doing credit card scam. So now looking at the show, I don't know, maybe she worked at a hotel. There was a picture that recently circulated online of JT literally dressed in the same work outfit that Sharna had on, on the show. So it leads me to believe maybe she worked at a hotel too. And that's how she was getting the credit card scam popping off. But anyway, um, so that part I was like, mm, nah, but the part that she used any extra money that she received to buy studio equipment, that was me. When I was in Virginia beach, I worked like, you know, at the cable company out there. I think, I don't even know if it still exists, but it was Cox Cable at the time. And then I worked for Lillian Vernon. I'm going way back, right guys? Lillian Vernon. It was like a, almost like an Amazon before Amazon, where they had their own warehouse. They had their own catalog. You order shit and they had like the Time Life music CDs and all that stuff or whatever. And weird old people would order shit from Lillian Vernon. So around the holiday time, Christmas time, whatever like that, they always had seasonal jobs and I would always be first in line trying to get a seasonal job up there because I'm trying to get studio equipment. You hear me? So I was working like two, sometimes three jobs because I would bartend on the weekends. If they was like, Hey, you know, bartending model needed, I would show up, you know, just for studio time, like any extra money I had. Like I look at, you know, women now, like, a couple of years ago, if as much money as it ran through my hands, you know, trying to get studio equipment together, pay for studio time, pay for music videos, all this stuff, man, I would have like 10 juice bars, four tiny homes and take an exotic vacation every three months. You know, like that's how my life should be set up if I was putting my money into that, you know, but I was putting my money into trying to further my career so I understand her in that part you know like she I would would I scam to do it no I think with me and I guess it was a different time I would work three jobs to do it but um by any means necessary I had to do what I had to do to get the studio time I mean get my studio equipment I should say so to see Shauna get her own studio equipment that resonated with me you know to see that she was kind of like firm in her beliefs that resonated with me now was that a good thing not quite though studio. Yes. You know, being able to say like, you know, I'm going to have my own, I'm going to get my own and doing it. 
that's yes. You know what I'm saying? Cause still to this day, I don't know a lot of female MCs or just a lot of women with their own recording studio. And even when like I would meet people, they would be like, I never met a girl with a recording studio. And I would be like, first of all, I'm a woman. And second of all, I'm pretty sure there's more out there because, um, um, I think it was Carly Simon and she's like a folk singer. And I, it was years ago around that time when I'm like, you know, can't afford studio time, but I want, I have so much ideas and songs I want to put out. I saw this, I don't know what it was I was watching on TV. I was laying in the bed. It came on TV and it was Carly Simon and she was in her house and she had like her own studio set up. It wasn't a big major, like you could come out there and hang out and smoke type of thing. It was just enough for her to get the job done. And she was talking about an album that she released at the time and how she just did it in her own studio. Her studio was lit. She had like the time she had like ADAT set up, DAT machines, you know, um, MPC play. Like she was really in it. Guitars, like her stuff was a legit set up studio. And it just motivated me because I never seen a woman with a studio until I seen Carly Simon on that show. It was like they were interviewing her for something and she was in her home in her studio. And I just made it a point in my duty and said, you know what? I'm going to have my own studio. And here we are years later, still with my own studio. Now I even have a studio A and B to some degree, but it's all good. But um, all that to say is I respect that in Shauna. So when that happened on the show, I was like, yes, I can relate to this. I respect this, you know, then, um, she started doing that funny stuff. Like she had a long distance relationship with her, with her guy, you know, instead of saying to, you know, and I think like with myself included, this has happened to me in my life and relationships I had during those times when I was trying to be, you know, pursuing, you know, a, a, a rap career and juggling relationships. It happened to me as well. Lack of communication. I'm always internalizing things and I expect you to understand what I'm saying or where I'm coming from without communication. Then when I sporadically do some crazy shit, you're supposed to fall in line with it. Like you're supposed to fall in line with it because you should understand what I'm doing. Right. And so I'm guilty of that, of, of back then, you know, but I can also say right now that I'm proud to say it's, you know, with emotional intelligence and growth, you can say, okay, that may not have been the right thing, but I also know what what I contributed to the fiasco, right? So Shauna, on the other hand, didn't quite get that in this season anyway. So I'm hoping that they give us another season because it was really good. But um, she did a credit card scam, right? She she was working with the guy on it. The guy was a good dude. He He was doing his scams and stuff, but he wasn't really... That's not what his whole MO was. It wasn't like, this is what I do all day, every day. It was like, I would do a couple of them, but if you need the money, I'll help you with it. Like, I don't, I'm not that pressed, but I can help you get some stuff. So once he realized she was doing it to get her studio equipment and everything, he, he helped her out. He helped her get it in, you know? And then, um, what you call it? She started sleeping with him. I say this, they had good chemistry. I get to sleeping with each other, but break up with Cliff first. And that's where it comes in with the lack of communication. You expect Cliff to understand that you're pursuing music and, you know, it supports you on it. But have you said that to him? Have you reiterated it to him? He know or he knew you wanted to be a rapper in college, but as a grown woman working and he's trying to pursue his, you know, political endeavors, have you had that conversation with him? She hasn't, you know, and I think that that's important with your significant other, especially if they're not in music. 
you know you have to have that even if they're in music because you know Colossal and I are both you know in music and we still have to have those conversations about what we want to do what direction we want to go in with certain things because it does affect the relationship you know so I see where I seen that part from Shauna and it was almost like a mirror looking at myself then I seen the part where she was so judgmental of everyone around her without realizing what part she contributed to the fucking fiasco, right? So that part, I definitely held a mirror up to me too. So as the episodes and the shows went on, I was like, oh my God, I don't like Shauna. I really don't like her. But I understood her, if that makes any sense, right? So um, Maya, on the other hand, her dad was a rapper. Her boyfriend was a rapper. Everything she does, like she literally lived the lifestyle. Like she did everything but rap. Like she was the celebrity girl, the, the it girl in the club. She was on OnlyFans. You know, all the guys know about OnlyFans, so they knew her from there. Then she's um a makeup artist, so she worked on video shoots. She worked with you know people for their photo shoots for weddings. So it was like different communities of people, which all tied back into music and entertainment. Knew Maya, you know, Maya didn't approach anything with um a certain expectation. She was just like, let's do it. Let's give it a try. Let's have fun. You know, whereas um, Shauna was like, this is it. This is going to be end all be all. I need money. I need to do this. I need to get that. We ha- It has to work. So she put that added extra level of pressure, not only on herself, but on Maya. And then when they try to get, get together and work on songs, you know, Maya wants to work on party songs and she wants to rap about student loans. Like it's not connecting, you know? So now on the flip side, I will say I'm not Shauna in that regard. I don't want to rap about student loans and I don't want to rap about, um, you know, I'm, I'm always tasked and always asked by my fellow artists and fellow musicians and producers to, you know, get on songs that's talking about political messages or stuff that is affecting the world. And I don't mind doing that because I grew up on stuff like we are the world and self-destruction. So I don't mind contributing to, you know, society with music and saying, hey, look, let's put a message out there. But for the most part, I like to make fun. I'm not make fun. I like to have fun with music and I like to experiment. I like to try something different, try something new. I like to incorporate different genres if possible and just see how it works out, you know, and have fun. So that part of Maya resonated with me, you know, um, the part where she kind of knows a little bit of everybody, you know, like I'm not really, um, the type of person to be like, Hey, it gotta be only black people at my party or, Hey, I'm only friends with, you know, a certain crew of people or, or like you only gotta, you can only have dreads to hang out with me or you can only be from the Bronx, you know, to be my friend. Like, nah, I'm not that type of person. I've always been all over the place always meet people from every walk of life and I'm always interested in learning about people I was talking with my mom the other day and um I was telling her about some place I recently traveled to and she was like boy I knew when you got to that town everybody loved you because you talk to everyone and I said to my mom I was like you know quite the contrary when I was younger I would stop and talk to everyone but now as I'm you know more conscious of my surroundings and more reserved people just come up to me and and still talk anyway and I welcome it I'm not gonna be rude or nothing like that so we have nice healthy conversations and it's always great to meet new people and to have conversations but all that to say is I try not to talk to people and not to be the initiator of 
of talk and banter. And it's still people just find their way over to me and talk. So I feel like God has blessed me with that skill. I'm not going to take that away from myself. I'm not going to look at it as a bad thing. You know, it actually helps because when you meet people, you know, you can either, you don't know what skill or what opportunity might lie behind a new face or a new encounter. Right. So there you go. Now, um, it didn't end well for Shauna with the credit card scam stuff. And it didn't end well with Shauna because of the music stuff. They was on the rise up. They was doing really good. They was, you know, on the way there. And then she started to become extra controlling over the situation. Maybe it's because she was using her scam money to pay for the hair and makeup. Maybe because she was using the scam money to buy studio time, well, studio equipment. And she felt like she was putting more of her life on the line. So she was more in charge. Also, I felt like Maya kept on saying, oh, Shauna's more experienced in this. You know, so she kept on relinquishing the keys of, opportunity over to Shauna like you know the decision making opportunities over to Shauna or people to negotiate and talk to her about the group or the career path of the group because she said she was less experienced when in fact both of the songs she created the you know she came up with the hooks for the song they both were winners um the ideals the routines everything like Maya was a creative flow behind it but because she kept on saying Shauna was, Shauna took that and ran with it. Like, I'm the creative juices behind this. I'm the big artist. I'm the pen behind the group and all this other stuff when she really was not. You know, it really was a group effort. And really, you know, she didn't recognize what Shauna brought to the group. Shauna not only brought the the crowd and the, the the party part, like the, you know, the audience, she brought the management because Duke came on because of, um, not Shauna, excuse me, Maya brought all of that. Shauna didn't. And, um, Duke, the manager came along with Maya. They knew each other from the strip club days, etc. She's a hustler girl. Like she was the plug. Everybody in Miami know her, all the athletes, if they're looking for strippers and whatever they call her, she hooks up everybody with what they need so she was like yo i like y'all sound and because i believe in you and particularly in believing shauna i'm gonna do this for y'all and she did it you know and everything that um duke which is chastity the manager everything that duke did shauna was like she don't know nobody she ain't doing this she don't got no connects she don't do this so anytime something didn't happen she's like i told you we it's some bullshit it's some bullshit and Maya was like, yo, chill. Like, there's no one else giving us an opportunity. So let's give Duke an opportunity to do what she's doing. She got us here. She got our song played in the club. She got us performing at, you know, the best celebrity basketball party. Like, whatever. And everything that she did, it still wasn't enough. She just still judged it and was like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And um, another mirror held up to my face. Because sometimes you could be so engulfed in what you bring to the table that you find it hard to see what anyone else brings to the table. And that can make it hard for, you know, a team team effort to pop off, you know? So I want to say kudos. I told you I wasn't going to do half of it, but I wanted to say kudos to um, Issa Rae on that show because she literally had like a black positive, black power female rapper and a, you know, city girl type of female rapper, Cardi B type of female rapper working together in the same group and showing you what works and what didn't work, you know? And then being a female, you know, rapper myself, you look at it and you'd be like, yeah. Like for example, um, 
which is kind of a, a, a middle of the road song for me when I say, cause I say middle of the road because the coldest ever to me, I feel like the coldest ever has been my biggest song to date you know, in my entire life, the opportunities, just the way it like switched up algorithms, just the way it's like still in rotation in certain markets. Um, the way program directors still reach out to me and give me like, you know, good feedback on this song. It lets me know I'm on the right track. But if you listen to the coldest and you listen to obvious, which I dropped, you know, September of last year, or you listen to Le Monde, which I dropped with my French counterparts, early last year, or if you listen to, um, follow me now, which I dropped 2020 or any other song for that matter, you know, um, morning sun, all of those songs were kind of more still talking about me and my journey in music, but taking a more, I don't know, a different approach, not really a party approach is what I'm saying. But, um, the coldest ever has been played in clubs. It's been in heavy rotation on radio. Um, people reach out to me and tell me that they added this song to their workout playlist. They've added this song to their, you know, um, just whatever, just part of their daily life and routine, right? And I've never gotten that before. But if you listen to the coldest ever and you listen to any of my previous works, I think you will see why. It's fun. It's danceable. It moves you. And it makes you feel sexy. And I did not intend on it. That wasn't even the intention. I really just asked the ancestors because I told you I'm grounded and spiritually connected these days. So I speak to my ancestors a lot. And I said to them, you know, I, I really want to be me. And I really want people to see the real me. And that's when I came up with the coldest, you know. But then at the same time, I was looking and seeing like, yo, people are dancing to this. I'm moving to this. I move differently to the coldest than I do to any other song I made. You know, I'm not comparing myself to any other person. I'm just using myself as a the case study here against um, the show. And I do see the difference. You know what I'm saying? I see the difference where people, we all, not all of us, but you know, they, I was reading this thing about Generation X and I am part of Generation X. And they said how um, we were the generation that's called the middle child. So the oldest kid gets attention for something, the youngest kid gets attention for something. So that's going to be the baby boomers and the millennials. But we're right in the middle where we're always expected to be responsible. We're always expected to like take care of yourself type of thing. So with this became, it came that extra, you know, era of like not partying you know well partying for sure but like being responsible with the party and being responsible with whatever we do so it's kind of hard for us to let our hair down you know and anyone who's been influenced by that generation is like hard for us to let the hair down but when you do it's freaking fun and freaking amazing so all that to say is um the show opened up my eyes you know and it made me realize like you know no one wants to go, you know, okay, that's what I was saying. I was kind of losing a little bit of track there about the Generation X thing. Let me backtrack a little bit. What I was saying with the Generation X thing is if you come from this generation, we, they said this generation was nine times out of 10 likely, more likely to be raised by single parents, were more likely to be latched key kids, more likely to be cooking and taking care of themselves and their younger siblings at an earlier age. Oh yeah. The younger siblings at an earlier age, um, 
taking on the role of their parents because their parents are nine times out of ten single or divorced, so they had to take on the the role of a parent while the parent worked, you know, stuff like that. So as a result of it, like you're not really thinking about having fun, you know, and well, let me take it back. You're not really thinking. You don't want to think about your kids and stress and drama and I would I didn't grow up with my father and all that shit in a song <laughs> you know what I'm saying after the, the statistics says in real life this generation has probably been through the most bullshit than all other generations because mind you we didn't have the internet you know what I'm saying we had the crack era yeah we had the crack era crime bill and everything in between cheese um free cheese from the government that was our generation, right? So coming from that and then coming from this most recent p- pandemic, who the hell wants to constantly, and I'm not saying we don't need it. Like I said, I'll do a self-destruction. I'll do what we are the world. But who wants to hear every minute about the downtrodden plight, you know, of, of period life? when we're all going through it. So music can be used to remind you of your suffering or it can be used to uplift you and take you know, take you away. You know, like on a, on a magical ride for maybe three to four minutes, you know, two to three minutes and put your mind at ease and put you in a different place and just take you there. You know, like as soon as you hear like a song that you like, it instantly does something to you. You're like, oh, that's my song. And you react and respond accordingly. Now, same thing, if it's a song that you don't like, or if it's giving you a bad feeling, you're like, I don't want to hear that shit, and you're going to turn it off, right? So that kind of should make a, a, um, as an artist, for me, it's helping me shape the next couple of things that I, you know, do, and I put out, you know? I think I'm going to go spiritual first, because I have to show the transition, you know what I'm saying? So I think I might drop a couple of um, spiritual joints next. You know, maybe not quite gospel, but maybe the gospel world might appreciate it. Maybe not quite hood, but maybe the hood can still appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I actually was going to do this into a two-part episode, but I'm not. I'm going to leave you guys with Seduce and Scheme just to kind of round up what I'm talking about with this whole, you know, episode, this whole show of rap shit. You know, I know I said I was going to do, um... Big Daddy, Big Daddy's going to follow up right behind it. So consider this a double feature day because you're going to get two episodes out of me because I'm definitely going to talk about that. These are two things that I've been thinking about for months and I wanted to touch on. But um, into keeping up with the rap shit and just keeping up with the whole mode of what we're on. I want to shout out um, Carisha and JT because they do show a lot of camaraderie. And if this show is really about them, it shows that communication, emotional intelligence, allow them to overcome the BS to become the city girls who they are today. You know what I'm saying? Carisha has her own podcast slash show and revolt right now. And she be hitting the, you know, the artists, she be having some really big celebrities up there and going in, you know? And I think what's also making them great is the fact that they're on equivocally unashamed of what they've been through. Yeah, she was in jail for credit card scam, JT. Yeah, you know, she had, um, Carisha has an open relationship or an open, unsure relationship with Diddy, you know. But these are the things that make people like them because they show their vulnerability and they're not ashamed of it. Just like with Cardi B, the way she is. Like, you know, so funny, especially when, like, Colossal first met me, we didn't know Cardi B. We didn't watch 
we didn't know anything about her until we watched like Love and Hip Hop. And honestly, he watched something with Cardi B first and put me onto it, onto her. And he was like, yo, this girl acts just like you. Like, and he, and he was like, you just need to put that out there. Because what I know of you, the world don't know. They see this reserved, you know, kind of like um, serious person. And they might think that you're mean or you're a bitch or you're aggressively angry. When in fact, you're, you're funnier, you know, in some cases than some of these people that are on, online doing it. And um, I get that every everywhere I go. I remember there was this one photographer that, you know, he was from Sweden. And I met up with him. We had lunch. We were supposed to do like a ill photography shoot. It didn't turn, it didn't manifest because he actually left the country and went back to Sweden. But um, that whole time we was at dinner, we was talking and I'm just being me, having fun, just conversations. And he was like, you know, I need to see this gangly. You need to put this gangly online. This gangly is who the world needs to know. I love her. As soon as I met you, I knew it. I love you. The world needs to know this. And I'd be like, no, because I don't want people to not take me seriously, right? But I get it now. Fun. It's about having fun. People want to be like the person that's having fun. Do If someone is judging you every minute, it's like that auntie. That auntie that's going to judge you for what you're wearing, judge you because you got dreads, or judge you because you're friends, or judge you because you came in smelling like wheat. You ain't going to her house. You, you, your mom talking about, oh, Thanksgiving's over there, auntie so-and-so, ah, shit, I'ma just eat, um, I'ma get me some golden corral and eat Thanksgiving at home, ma, bring some leftovers with you and I'll come meet you at your house afterwards, right, you don't want to be that auntie, you want to be the auntie that's like, yo, maybe she don't got no kids, but she cool as shit, when you go to her house, it's gonna always be a lithuation, Food is always popping. It might fuck around and be catered. It's going to be, you know, she might have a live DJ. But whatever you do, you're going to be like looking at your mom sideways. Like, how you ain't like auntie and y'all got the same mother and father. She cool as shit. That's who you want to be, you know. And I'm saying this for myself, honestly. But um, that's why I'm going to play seducing scheme for y'all, too. Because in the in the world that we're living in, it's so much bogging us down. We need more Mayas than Shauna's. I'm here to say it. You know what I'm saying? We need more Mayas than Shauna's. So y'all take that how y'all want to take it out there and look up the show Rap Shit on HBO. This is like, I mean, at this point I should be getting paid for some of these reviews and stuff, but it was a really good show. Really, really good show. I love Issa Rae. Like my goal in life is to not only meet her, but to someday figure out where I could fit in. Like how can I contribute to the cause and put in some work? Because she's awesome. She's an amazing talent. And I just love the fact that she, um, she's she empowers women more than she probably knows but i'm gonna leave y'all with that and then um like for example even with the show before i leave y'all with that i want to say the writers like the girls on the show chameleon who plays maya she's really a rapper she's from love and hip-hop miami and i love seeing her in this light because it just gives more depth to her you know and you kind of I like her i just love her and then alma she's the other um she plays shauna on the show and their their personalities are completely different than the sh than how they play on the show and it makes it even much more better that's just like yo a they're good actresses but b this is a good ass show because they're really giving it to you and pulling out the emotions for me anyway especially being a female mc you couldn't have gotten any more realer than this so yeah i'm gonna leave you all with that 
you know, to um say, check out the show. I think you would like it, especially if you're a musician and you don't even have to be a female rapper because, for example, Lamont. Lamont on the show is a producer. It shows you, well, it's two producers on the show. It's Francois Boom and Lamont. Francois Boom would be like, I don't know, an industry producer who made the right connects. You know, he got, uh, his first beat was with 21 Savage. This is on the show. His first beat was with 21 Savage. Next, you know, he blew up, started working with different artists, different artists, blowing up, blowing up. Next, you know, he got this white girl. She blew out the stratosphere and he's her main producer. So now it's like all over for him. He's big bucks. He's flying in private drivers, private jets. He's living that life. Then you have Lamont. Lamont has, um, you know, his ex-girlfriend who he still loves, but because of finances, because he's not able to take care of her and, and give her the lifestyle that she can give herself, Maya, he has difficulties. He wants to be the best father he can, but she can't see past finances. She's like, all you do is take on the weekends, but not realizing that in a lot of cases, time spent, between a father and a child is priceless compared to any child support or any dollar amount that you could put on it, right? And he knows this. You could tell where Lamont understands this, but he also understands that he needs to have finances to be there for his family, you know, like to keep his family together. So things start to fall, you know, fall in place when Maya starts to um, do music. She asks him for a couple of beads and Lamont and Maya and Shauna get together and they, they, they start making the hits, you know, and it becomes great. So it's good to see that story play out too, because you get to see what Lamont goes through. You know, we always get to see what guy rappers go through, but what about producers? You know, like they too also on in this as well. You know, they, they do a beat. They don't get their money right away in some cases. And you can show you the two sides of it. Just like you can show you the two sides of success with the, with the rappers. You know, with the female rappers are showing you the white girl who's blown 5 million followers. Shauna, 43 followers, you know. And shows you Francois Boom working with 21 Savage, working with um, the white girl that got the 5 million followers. It shows you Lamont who's waiting for his royalty check or his you know, payment to hit from the production he did for a big artist. And in the meantime, his car gets repossessed, you know? So it does show you the two different dynamics of people in the industry. Are they both in the industry? Yes. Are they both affected by the industry? Yes. But, um, so I think I encourage everyone to watch the show. I don't think it's just a show that women have to watch and, you know, the men don't need to watch it because it doesn't affect them. No, it's an industry, a music industry type of show. And it's refreshing because it's a 2022 type of show. It's, it's incorporating how social media is important and pertinent to today's rappers and artists. It shows you how, you know, stuff like streaming and playlists play a factor in getting recognition from certain key, you know, corporate companies or record labels, etc. So, um, check out rap shit. Tell me if I'm off the mark, you know, tell me if you agree or if you disagree, you know, check out the coldest ever too. And then go back a few and tell me if you agree or disagree on the energy that I'm trying to say with that as well. I feel like we need to lighten up music a little bit and have more fun. We're putting too much pressure on ourselves, the kids, putting pressure on the adults. It's just pressure all around. So I think that um, I'm going to leave that there with y'all. In the meantime, it's about to be the weekend. Y'all have a blessed, blessed weekend. Have fun. You know what I'm saying? And you know my motto. I always tell y'all, go ahead. And if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. Either way, it helps me out, right? So spread that word. And 
make sure you spread that love too, because you cannot love me if you don't love you. All right. So y'all go out there, um, forge out into the good weekend, have a good, safe, blessed weekend. And I'm gonna leave y'all here with this seducing scheme, which is from Maya and Shauna. And I'm doing air quotes. I know you guys can't see me, but air quotes from rap shit. And I'm um, check that out. I encourage, especially because the whole season's over. You can binge it. It's 30 minute episodes. So it's not like you know, a work shift to watch. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and it'll give you some insight. And also show you like how, you know, in Shauna's case, she had to credit card scam, I guess she felt in order to make it. In my case, I had to work three jobs, you know, to get to the same of, you know, getting your own studio equipment. So anyway, um, check it out. Tell me what y'all think. And you know, like, like I said, once again, I'm clean here. She could talk the podcast. If you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. Either way, it helps us out. Much love to y'all. Y'all stay blessed. Peace. From that nigga like Kelly, Wildcat. He like me cause I'm ratchet. Take a nigga soul, put his body in a casket. Time is money, baby, skip the foreplay. He a felon, beat it like a cold case. Lot of attitude, pretty face with no waist. Ghetto, but I'm fly, man, I call that soul plane. Head only, while your shirt off, fucking in the whip. Skirt off. Now he's saying I'm a dick cause I curved y'all. If I want a nigga, bitch, I make a bird call. Spin his cream, put his face in that crack like beans. Put an arch in your back, then leave. I'ma show you how to run these schemes. I said my name in it, go insane in it. Said I'm pussy too wide, no tame in it. Like, if he ain't got change, if he do, then I'm straight to the bank with it. I'ma spend his cream, seduce and scheme. I'ma spend his cream, seduce and scheme. Classy, I'm a real bitch, but I'm nasty. Ride the dick good, then I ask for the cash fee. Ashley, yeah, I got bank. And do you think I give a fuck what you think? And I know you heard it. I'ma spin his cream, put his face in that crack like beans. Put an arch in your back, then leave. I'ma show you how to run these schemes. I said my name in it, go insane in it. Said I'm pussy too wild.